Welcome to the Panic Button Podcast, brought to you by XXXChurch.com. Each episode, Craig Gross answers a question or two that has got you in a panic. No topics are off limits, and all questions are encouraged. Here is your host, Craig Gross. Welcome back. It's Craig. You knew that because you're listening to my podcast, apparently. Here we go. Here's the question. Fetishes. From foot. This one is actually about feet on the email. So I'm not giving you uh, my direct answer. But I'll address a bunch of fetishes here on this episode. So, foot fetish. Man, there's all sorts of types of fetishes. Obviously, in porn, there's fetishes with, you know, I mean, older women, younger men. Um, I mean, you, you guys get the point here. In marriage, there might be some things when it comes to your sex life that turn you on that you go, what? Like, you're into that? So that would be a fetish. I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, that's more of this kind of dominant, dominatrix S&M, which I would say that's a fetish. So it's something maybe a little left of center or mainstream that uh, excites you. Be interesting. I should Google what the actual definition of a fetish is. But my question came from somebody asking, is that okay? Um, so yeah, let's talk about it. And I think his question was, was longer and he brought up a lot of great points how the church specifically does a poor job talking about sex. And which I would say a thousand percent. So now, if if we can't even talk about sex, let alone like, hey, I like looking at my wife's feet. If that's your thing, you're even more embarrassed because there's shame and guilt wrapped into all this because it's not like what our pastor talked about. Well, guess what? Your pastor talked about none of this. So I think there's safety inside the marriage bed in a lot more areas than we give it credit for. And I think by default, we assume that things are bad when we have no uh, rhyme or reason for thinking they're bad. It's just like, oh, that's dirty or that's wrong. Well, it could be, but there's a chance. It's like, I mean, the Bible says, you know, not everything is What's the, well, I was about to quote the wrong passage about permissible. Not everything is, like, it, it's, it, the, the passage I was going to do in, in Corinthians where it talks about, um, all that really matters is, like, it's it, what your spouse thinks. So, the mar- I think that the marriage bed must be a place of mutility, uh, mutuality, I think is the word. 
So it's just like not just what she wants or what you want, but like if it's just what you want, like that's not it's not the place to stand. Marriage bed is not the place to stand up for your rights. Like, no, I, I need this sex this way. Your wife's going, that hurts me really bad. I need it. Like, that's not, that's, no. Okay. There's some things, and I, I was about to say I don't want to get too graphic, but then, again, I don't really care, but I think sex is very personal and intimate, and my wife does listen to this podcast occasionally, and probably would be like, hey, I'd prefer you not talk about, specifically about our sex life, but... Gosh, to answer some of this stuff, you you have to go there. So without being too graphic, there's some things where I know a woman or a guy likes more than, say, a woman at times. Maybe a certain position. Um, and you're like, hey, I don't like it. And there's so many women I know that – and uh, why we're talking about it, let's just say what it is. Like sex doggy style – a lot of women are going to say, oh, like that hurts. I don't like that. And just write it off. There's other women that might go, hey, I know you like that. So I'm going to figure out how this could not hurt or how I could orgasm that way. Like that's a great example of being able to say, hey, you like it this way. I know you like this. So, hey, I'm going to try and work on that. There's other areas where it's like, I we had a friend that whose husband's like, hey, I really would like you to us to videotape this, and the wife's like, that's really going to make me uncomfortable. It's really going to be bad sex because I'm going to be uncomfortable, and I do it, but I really would prefer not to. And that's when, as a guy, you should probably go, hey, she says she'd prefer not to. Sex would be better if you like don't do something like that. But everyone's different. So I I think for me, I can't say, oh, I mean, Justin Bieber said never say never. So I think there's some things that you might go, hey, I don't know. Like, I don't know if we need that, but sure, why not? Like, I'm open to try it. And I think there's so many people, especially in church, that are like so closed off to like even going to a church that has... Like they raise their hands or, oh, they believe they, they worship too loud or, or they have an organ or they, you know, like we've had the, the whole church, Christian church is divided in segments based on little things that we all can't agree on. And we've now built churches based on, okay, well, you believe this one thing is different than I do. So now we have a whole population of people that only believe this way that we're around. So I, I think that we model that so poorly and we're not open to new things and new ideas and let alone with sex. I think we just go, oh, we've taught it this way. It's got to be missionary position and that's it. And, you know, we can never talk about it. But I think the more people could talk about it and the more um, free you are of the shame and the guilt – I've mentioned this before, like we're working on a, a project. It's still a ways off, which I hate that because I like everything to come out tomorrow, my quick nature. But this whole reclaiming sex conversation, I want to reclaim this conversation around sex and not paint this as a bad thing. It's been a bad thing inside the church for too long. I think 
I don't think I know for a fact Christians are having the worst sex out of anybody. And you go, oh, well, where's your data? I don't know, 18 years of, of doing this? Of shame and guilt and no conversation. And it's just pathetic. So I want to change that. And I think part of that change comes from just going, hey, man, like, I'm willing to talk about it. I'm not embarrassed. Like, there's nothing wrong with this. Like, hey, I like my wife's feet, if that's you. Notice how I go, if that's you, don't think I don't like my wife's feet. Like, I, I mean, I've never really thought about it. Like, how feet come into play with sex. I even I did look at my wife's foot because she got a toe ring and I was like, oh, that's interesting. That seems like that'd be annoying on your foot all day long. But I don't know. I think some of these things are going to be okay. And some of them I would just go, hey, man, if this gets you guys talking, if this gets you connected, if this gets you guys interested, there's some things that I know, I mean, I know so many women that have, have ridden in or we've talked to over the years that say, hey, I don't orgasm during sex. And then it's just like you give up. And I think that's a bummer when you give up. Oh, it just doesn't work for me. Hey, you know what? I would, like, I like to win. So to me, an orgasm, that, that'd be not just about winning, but that, that'd be like, I'm going to make sure this happens. Like, like, I would take that as a challenge and go, you know what, what, yeah, get over your insecurities about your penis or about what you're doing and going, hey, my wife might need something more. And hey, we're going to work through that without shame and guilt so you can enjoy this sexual experience. Um, but I think we're, we're just, we're shut down. And, and yeah, and, and, and no point am I going to say, well, yeah, maybe you should try porn because that, that's not. I mean, the Bible's pretty clear when it says, hey, don't look at a woman, another woman with lust in your eyes. There's no place for that inside your marriage bedroom. But does that mean at the same place that sells porn might sell some things that might help you in your sex life? I'm going to say, hey, don't be afraid to explore that. If that's out of need or, or necessity or if that's out of creativity or if that's out of, hey, you know what? This would be fun. But. We, my wife and I both had two different friends say to us over the last week in casual conversation, out loud, not like, hey, 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 do you have a, uh, no whispering. Buddy came over and he was just like, hey, do you guys have a vibrator? <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't asking like to borrow it or, or, or just, he made this kind of, and then he's like, hey, he wanted to tell me about a purchase he had made and about how amazing this $45 investment was for their sex life. And there was not an ounce of shame in that. Uh, my wife had a friend that said, um, I, she, it was a different kind of conversation, but she's like, yeah, she just blurted it out. Like it was no big deal. And I was just like, she's comfortable talking like that. And it's like, you're married to the porn pastor. Like, I, I think she's probably not thinking you're bothered by any of that kind of conversation. Um, 
And I think... Oh, one other thing happened that I'll tell you about. I had a, there's a business meeting. It's a bunch of friends. Most everybody was a Christian. So imagine 12 guys in the room. And I asked these guys to fill out a form before they got there. Nobody knew everybody except for me. And so these are my friends. This is a, a, an event I kind of put on. Well, I did put on. All that's to say is I have an interesting fact about each person in the room that they had told me about. These Some of the interesting facts were, you know, one guy had gone on a mission for two years uh, to Germany uh, as a Mormon. Like a lot of people, if you just met him, you wouldn't know that. Uh, another interesting fact was somebody snuck into Disneyland. Um, anyways, it was things of that nature. And then one on the form that only I got and I thought, oh, this is interesting. Does he know... Ever, like does he he knows I just get this right and it said on there my favorite sexual position is doggy style and it was like whoa well like oh gosh and I, I had to make sure not everybody else saw it and then I was just like why like is that bad that he said it and so I went around the room that day and then I actually said hey I want you guys to guess they had just met I wanted you guys to guess who said what and all they knew, all everybody in the room knew was just this like brief introduction about what type of business each of these guys ran. So then, you know, I mentioned the, the Germany thing. I mentioned this and then I mentioned the sex and people just about lost it. And my buddy said, hey, you know what I need to say is I appreciate this about Craig. And you know what? He's told me that some of these things need to be we need to be more free about. We need to be more open. Now, you might not tell a complete stranger your sexual preference on the, you know, your first meeting. He did it as a joke kind of to me, and then he was not even embarrassed that I brought it up cuz he's like, "Look, guys, we all have sex." And you know, this wasn't locker room talk, but it was just like, "Hey, I'm okay to have these kind of conversations." And I think in that same way I've learned this about sex and marriage. When there's safety, um, it is pretty awesome. Well, just not pretty awesome. It is awesome. And what I mean by that is like I haven't had sex outside of marriage, so I don't know what it's like to be like, oh, yeah, I like had slept with this person and he totally was like touching my feet or, you know, totally wanted to get off this way. Like, I don't know, like... And I could have, oh, he was so small or this. I mean, I can't imagine those kind of things. But when you're married, and that's why I believe, you know, God's kind of plan inside of marriage, like this is safe. And then it's like, yeah, my husband likes my feet. That's awesome. Like my husband likes this or my wife likes this. I don't know. Like, gosh, what I do know is that we are all wired differently. We are all so different that for me to say, hey, you you should feel bad that you only like this. Like not every guy just likes boobs and butts or, you know. And so I think that idea of just being free enough in in this relationship with your spouse to be like, hey, what do you think? And... My friend, actually, we've been married 20 years. We celebrate our 20-year anniversary. I got another friend who actually asked me 
Um, he said he's sending it to me, so I um, have not got it. I can't speak as a affiliate or I can't speak with confidence. He's like, have you heard of this? And it was... Gosh, I, I, I think it's called The Liberator. And so once again, proceed with caution. Don't just go, go to Amazon first. Don't just Google that because that could come back with some, you know, 20 foot vibrator that you're like, wait, I thought it's a pillow. I have no clue because I haven't looked yet. He's like, I'm sending you one for your anniversary. It's a pillow. And I was like, why do I need a pillow? He's like, trust me, a pillow. I was like, all right. And he's like, they've figured out that this pillow will help with certain sexual positions. And it, it is like mind blowing. So I was like, all right, well, I don't turn down free gifts, but, um, whatever. Like if you swear by it, why would I write it off right away thinking, oh, it's like he was trying to explain. Oh, he said to me, do you have a, um, oh, a wedge pillow is how he called it. And I was like, yeah, my daughter sleeps with a wedge pillow for her back, like her shoulders from dance or whatever. So I'm not going to go steal my daughter's pillow and turn it into a sex pillow. But I was like, anyways, we just had a conversation. It wasn't dirty. It wasn't gross. It wasn't graphic. I don't think, you know, anybody's feelings would be hurt. Like it was just, no, I've never, I didn't think I needed a pillow. I might not need a pillow, but he's like, Hey, you're, you're missing out. Cause this thing's great. All right. If you think so, and you send it to me, I'll let you know. But I'm 42 years old, married for 20 years. I have sex. I'm not afraid of talking about it. I'm not ashamed of it. It's not bad. It's nothing but good. And I think there's a lot of people that are in relationships with a poor sex life, which will equal a poor marriage. Um, you're going to tell me I'm wrong. I'm going to tell you I'm right. I'll argue you to death. If you have a non-existent sex life or a poor sex life, I think the easiest way to get a, a gauge on your marriage is to go into what, what it's like in the bedroom. Because if you're not, you know, hitting on all full force, four cylinders in your relationship, you thought I was going to say sex, like hitting on four cylinders. No, if you're not clicking in your marriage, you're not in bed. If you're clicking in your marriage, you're in bed. And I think if you're comfortable and safe and those things inside your sex life are good, your marriage, it's, man, if I look at those times where our marriage is not working, we're not having sex. I look at the times where our marriage is working the best. It's when we're engaged in sex and that it it's not just the physical act with the pillow. Like, yeah, those things might be AIDS or whatever that my buddy's talking about, but it's bringing you to closer, closer on a more intimate level. And it's bringing you closer together as one. And I think that's the power of sex. That's how God's designed it. And so for for your marriage to be working properly, I think you, and if you're, if you love each other and you're like, ah, but it's just sex doesn't work or we're just off limits. And it's just like, no, this is something that is designed to bring you closer. And if you like something, if she likes something, it's it's give and take here. It's this idea of, of going, hey, I, yeah, I care enough about you that, yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, I'm not talking about doing something that you saw in a porno that you're like, it's going to hurt somebody. But like, hey, I would like this or hey, I like this. And, and you know, if my wife laughed at something I we did in, I mean, we, there's been plenty of things we laughed about during sex or after sex. But like, she's not talking about me to a girlfriend in a way where, oh, I can't believe Craig did this or he's like this because it's safety. And so I know what goes on in the bedroom that's ours and it's only for us. So all that's to say is you can ask me any questions you want. I'll try and answer them. I think the one you should be asking is your spouse and then not be afraid to say, in this case, it was about foot. So I keep camping out on the feet here and you go, Hey, I like your feet. That's a turn on. Um, I think years ago I might've been like, I don't get it. I still can go, okay, feet don't really do it for me. Maybe if I didn't pick my toenails, Jeanette would be in love with my feet. So, um, wait, she did say once she doesn't like when I wear socks to bed. So maybe my wife, I don't know. I'm going to have to ask her, but I guess what I've learned is that we're so different each and every one of us that your thing's probably not her thing. Her thing's probably not your thing. And, marriage this is 20 years of advice here now it's coming at you the more you can try and understand your spouse rather than change your spouse i think the better you'll be because i think for years i've tried to go oh man if Jeanette would only like be just like me in all these areas it would just like come over to my side instead of me going hey why is she like that and you start to figure that out and so in these fetishes, like in this, in that kind of world, man, there's things that get your wife turned on that don't get you turned on. There's things that get you turned on that don't get her turned on. Women, if you're listening, gosh, this isn't even a fetish, but the idea of your husband wanting to see you naked, like that might, I get it, might be really hard for you, but like not going to be hard for, that's not what's going to be hard for him. Let's just say that <laughs> that's funny if you caught that one um there are like things where you go man yeah i'm not comfortable in naked in broad daylight in the bedroom for sex but if that's what he wants to see hey it's for you and i think then for your you know if you're the husband going hey i appreciate that because i know you just want to hop in bed and turn the lights off but that is awesome i love you Those would be some things. Remove the shame. Remove the, the fear. Open the conversation. And I'm not saying open the floodgates of all this craziness. But I'm saying there's some things that might help you that we've written off as wrong. Because some guy from some church read something somewhere, not in the Bible, that, that has come to, you know, got us to believe that this is the only way it's like fake news like i love the fact that like fake news is spread through facebook and i love when i read my mother-in-law post that orange carrot those little baby carrots are going to be cancerous because like there's something and then she posts that and then she'll put the disclaimer oh sorry i didn't read the whole article this was wrong like you know all the rush all the stuff about fake news or all, all the stuff that we read and we just take as fact i feel like that's what the church has done for so many years like the church is just so good at fake news 
and I think especially around topics that they don't want to talk about, we just continue to spread fake news. And I think there's better news, not fake news. When it comes to your sex life with your spouse, I would say it can be way more freeing and open and honest and stop reading the fake news. That's all I got. hope it helps. Thanks for listening to the Panic Button Podcast. If you want Craig to answer your question on an upcoming episode, please email panicbutton at xxxchurch.com. Or if you're using the Anchor app, please go to your user profile, tap the message button, and hit record, and then hit save, and then send it.